or you could just go find a woman and, and you know date her, and then eventually you may be able to have some sex. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? For most uh, the stereotypical view of the gamer geeks or computer geeks, not gonna happen. There, there's female gamer geeks, dude. I've seen them. And that was Sergio's tip of the week. You're listening to the Tech Edition Podcast, Episode 70, Real Gamer Girls. I've seen them. Welcome, everybody. It's Sergio. I'm the host of the Tech Edition Podcast. It's been a good week. Um, I'm hanging with the cast. Uh, let's kick it off with Carrie. How's it going? It's going. Going? All right. Clarence, what's up? Not much, man. Glad to be back on. Yes, yes. James. Doing good, doing good. How are you doing today? I'm doing okay. <laughs> he was talking to the fans. No, no. We, we, oh. no I'm changing it up. I'm trying to change it up, okay? <laughs> so, so who are you talking to this week? <laughs> I'm talking to you, Sir Jill. Oh, well, thank you. I'm, I'm doing wonderfully. How about yourself? I'm making it. All do, right. Do you guys want a private moment? <laughs> no, no, we have too much news to get to. Speaking speaking of James, uh, let's kick off some news uh, with some 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 PlayStation Move. What's up with that? All right, uh, a company by the name of what are they called again? CTA Digital. Um, okay, so the moves come out, and we've started seeing the flood of. Stupid ass peripherals to fit onto the move, like we saw with the week, correct? Oh yeah, <laughs> apparently from this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now that I see the picture. <laughs> All right. So, CTA Digital has made an actual assault gun shell for the move and the navigation controller. So, if you really want to have that that realistic feel, here you go. This is dumb. You know, you guys know my stance on these things anyway. I'm like a douchebag in front of your kids. <laughs> well, uh, there's no, you, know, you, you can't back uh, this thing up. You can't. Well, I'm trying to see if they'll get a, send us a, a review <laughs> product. Does, uh, does it state any games that it's specifically used for? Because I, I can see this being a problem since it is a motion control device. If for some reason you need to separate the controllers, you'll have to dismantle the gun to, let's say, run. Uh, no. You wouldn't, because any type of run function that uses the move and navigation controller, you just press L3, like with any other first-person shooter. So so you're saying it uses both peripheral, uh, the nunchuck and the regular move controller? Well, yeah, if you look at it, the move controller fits into the front piece where your front grip is and where your normal pistol grip is on the assault rifle is where the move con- the uh, navigation controller is. So if you're right-handed, it's going to be wonky because you got to switch around because you got to hold it in a way you're not used to so that way you can have the move controller correct or you get used to shooting with your left hand instead of your right. you got to make sure that the game you're playing has a lefty switch. Like a lefty flip. I don't know. It, I, I'll put it this way. I thought about it because going into uh, on the what we're playing later on, 
Um, I think the shell, this is really too big of a shell to use, but I don't know. Uh, you know, I, it's one of those things you got to try it first. I'm sorry. I hate to be the downer here, but the big ball on the front of the gun takes away from the realism. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that you're standing in your living room. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and as I said, you guys know my stance on these things. All right, moving on from moves. Yes. <laughs> on to some, some NBA Jam news. So, yeah, um, NBA Jam is going to be on a disc for the 360 and the PS3. Uh, EA Sports confirmed today. Uh, now, the late NBA Elite 11, who cares when they come out? But um, I think this is cool. Um, I would have downloaded it just fine, but now I can stroll into the store and pick it up. Hopefully, it's 50 bucks instead of 60 though. It will be. Nice. Hopefully, it's. 20 instead of 50. <laughs> if it's not a full game like they're saying, it's not going to be a full game. It's not going to be $60. I mean, well, they're not saying they're saying it's that they're bringing all the features over from the Wii version, and the Wii version's 50 bucks. Plus, this one's going to have online play. Again, like I said, if it's the limited version, it's not going to be 60 bucks. Which, in case, according to what you say, it's not going to be, so I guess it will be. Yeah, I mean, it's just so funny. This was <laughs> it's so funny. It was first supposed to be just a add-on for a whole another game, and and now they're making a full retail uh, box copy out of it. That's just fun. Oh, the joys of viral marketing. <laughs> I mean, I, this is. I mean, this is actually a good thing, though. I'm not. I'm not going to complain about them flip flopping on this because, I mean, this is what everybody wanted to begin with. So yeah, this is how it's Hurrah. been. Yeah. Hopefully, is, is it worth the, the box copy? <laughs> I don't know. I like I had, When I originally heard about this game coming out, I never imagined it would be on a disc. Maybe. Yeah, I didn't think it would have enough, to, enough size on it to rate having to be like a big disc. Hmm. Well. Hmm. You guys know what I mean. I mean, it's... It's just NBA Jam. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I love NBA Jam, but it's it's just NBA Jam. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you think about it, we paid 50 bucks for it back in the day, so I mean... Yeah, but, but that, that was the standard for back in the day. You wouldn't pay 50 bucks for Mario now. Brothers. We played yeah, more than they only in Nintendo 64. Well, I mean, it's just a case you you pay for a remake of uh, Shadow of the Colossus. It's, it's the same game, but just beautified much in the same way this is, even though we're kind of seeing it on a different level. Yeah. I, I mean, as long as, it's a, as long as it's a good game, I don't care if it's $80. If it's a good game, people are going to buy it. So as long as this isn't just a shovelware and no non, you know, not no nonsense. As long as it's not a shovelware nonsense, we're just doing this to make money for it. You know, if they actually put some time into it, just got saw gameplay. The graphics look pretty. I mean, I, I see people buying this. So, oh, yeah, yeah. It'll move. <laughs> and, and you know what, you do, what you'll need when you go to the store to buy that? Uh, uh, cash. You'll need cash. No, no, you would need a credit card. Come on, work. Oh, oh I was going to go with the check. Sorry. Damn. <laughs> 
But um, <laughs> yeah. And speaking of credit cards, I want to talk about this Argentinian uh, Argentina commercial uh, for Visa, which is basically the He Man, the nineteen eighties He Man cartoon intro remade into a thirty second TV spot. And if you haven't seen this, you have to check it out. It's freaking hilarious. I mean, dude with bun wig and everything. <laughs> Corny special effects in the background. It is freaking awesome. Yes. Wow. <laughs> he he looks like that dude who was in uh that bowling movie. What's it called? Bowling movie. The uh, dude. No, 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 no. The other bowling movie. There's another one. Yeah. The one with Woody Harrelson in it. Didn't, didn't know there were so many bowling movies. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Kingpin? Kingpin, yes. He's the only one that matters. It looks like the dude from King, Kingpin. But yeah, if if you're a He-Man fan, you, you have to check this one out. You'll be greatly supply, surprised. <laughs> I would say please, but I'll just stick with surprise. <laughs> Hernan. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they really go all out on this one. I enjoyed it. Awesome. Well, it it, it, it looks as if uh, Netflix is finally going all out on the PS3. What's that all about? Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I would say I'll just say about time. Uh, <laughs> if anyone know, uh, watches Netflix on their PS3 or their Wii, uh, you have to use a disc, and which. When it first when it first came out and said that would be the method to do it, I mean, a lot of us are just looking around puzzled, like, why? What in the world is going on here? But finally, on the 18th of this month, you will be able to download the firmware update or software update to play Netflix movies directly from your console without the need of a disc. Hmm. Cool. Um, <laughs> I, I thought James might have something to say about that, but I guess not. I forgot he doesn't subscribe to Netflix. <laughs> yeah, Carl was talking about that uh, the other night because I said I, that I got a, an email from Netflix saying, hey, come back for three months for free as a trial. I was like, no. James said they're not getting his infinity dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I have very, very few infinity dollars, damn it. <laughs> And, and did, didn't I hear something about it? It actually having uh, five point one, yeah. Mm. And yeah, five point one ten eighty p. Yeah, I thought that was pretty there it neat. is. Yeah, which is kind of strange that it doesn't already have five point one. Yeah, that's that's weird. Maybe it's just me and me not ever streaming anything. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I just don't understand I mean, that that's not a you know a standard. Well, I mean, if you think about streaming video, they they try to keep the bandwidth footprint low. So, I mean, I can see why they haven't been doing this. Because, I mean, two channels as opposed to six. Yeah, also, yeah. how many... What's that the percentage of the people that actually have 5.1? Well, I'm part of that percentage. I'm not. I'm not. So how about you, Clarence? Surround, surrounds highly overrated. Well, then, the Carl does. So, what's... Three out of five, or two out of five. That's forty percent. 
Not 40%. It's like I go, I go over to my friend's house and have around, and I play Halo, and I hear the bullets fall over my head, and it's cool and all, but it doesn't 40%. really add to my movie or gaming enjoyment. If, if I had a theater, definitely, but, I mean, most people don't have space for a theater or a theater-like room, so... <laughs> But yeah, or the neighbors that would allow you to have it. Yeah, that's true, especially in apartments. Yeah, because really, what's the point of having something like that if you can't really make the good use out of it? I can, because I live in the middle of nowhere where no one can hear you scream. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But more PS3 movie news. Um, PlayStation is apparently going to have a Midnight Movies uh, weekly special every Saturday night where they offer a free movie to download. Um, the first movie looks like crap, of course. Uh, Braum, Stroker's Dracula, blah. But, I mean, <laughs> but I just... got vampires. They're so hot right now. Did you just say they're hot? <laughs> as in hot as in popular, hot as in hot. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Have you seen Zoolander? <laughs> Oh goodness! <laughs> Been watching too much First Blood. Uh, is it First Blood? No, True Blood. True Blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah, if you're a, if you're a PlayStation owner, yeah, I say this is a good value add if they actually come out with any movies that are worth having. So, yeah. This this looks like something they should have put behind the PlayStation Plus wall, you know. <laughs> Because, yeah, most people have no reason to get PlayStation Plus, so every little thing they put behind that, that, that wall entices people. Who? hey, that too? Cool. But also on the... What's that? Don't you get in the Duke Nukem beta if you're a PS Plus member? <laughs> yeah, Maybe. actually, you have... The Kills on 3 demo you do. Yeah, yeah you get the... the, the do Nukem demo if you buy the new re-release of Borderlands that has all the, the download content in it. But on the flip side of that argument, uh, doing this this way not behind the PlayStation Plus is another way Sony's trying to say, hey, we have a really good online service that's free. You know, you don't have to buy a subscription. <laughs> and we give you crap movies. <laughs> Yay! Here's well, movies you depends. don't want to watch. Well, you know what? It depends because really, Bram Stoker's Dracula is considered a modern classic. It's a really, it actually is a really good movie. It's got great acting. It's a good story. Yeah, I mean, we've got Anthony Hopkins and Gary Oldman in it. I mean, we could do without Keanu Reeves in it probably, but wow, got two great actors. <laughs> well, it's a it's a vampire. <laughs> Let's kill it. <laughs> yeah. With with kung fu. Oh, they just had something today uh, come out about the Duke Nukem remake that uh, some guy's doing on his own. The guy's in charge of Duke Nukem that has the uh, license. They gave him the go-ahead and the green light, a, a free open license to remake the original Duke Nukem game. Yawn. <laughs> well, no, I wouldn't say original Duke Nukem game. It's Duke Nukem 3D, the one that matters. 
Okay. There's one that matters. There's yeah. There's one Duke Nukem game that really matters, and it's Duke Nukem 3D. They're all garbage. <laughs> <laughs> it's like ooh, I'm walking in this. I'm walking in the strip joint with stripper poles and like boobs made of three polygons. Oh, this is so awesome. <laughs> three polygon boobs, and I heard it all. <laughs> oh wow! But this this remake looks like like crazy good. Like visually, the effect, the, the effect of Duke Nukem is lost on this generation. I mean, the whole point of it is lost. I mean, yeah, because they're not the generation that grew up with the, the Arnold all Schwarzenegger, Mr. Sloan in the movie theaters. Man, I don't, I don't know. Like the Expendables did well. Well, that's not what I'm saying. I'm, <laughs> I'm saying the the gratuity in the TNA. It's, I mean that's that's not. I mean that was the whole draw of Duke Nukem, really. Because other than that, it was Doom. Yeah. Well, we kind of got off topic there. Let's let's move back to movie news. So uh, the, the the Uncharted, you know, Uncharted, Uncharted, you know, the Sony fran- franchise that that has been rumored to be in in the works to have a movie made for a long time, and uh, apparently. Nathan Fillion has heard about that, and he wants to play Nathan Drake. That's nice, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I, I like this guy's He's actor. Too old. He probably so. I, I yeah, think. probably. Yeah, I, I think he could do it. He he's built for those kind of roles. You know, he's really good in those roles. He's a very versatile actor, anyway. But he's too old. But, well, if if you can have an Indiana Jones movie with Indy being like sixty two, I think you can cast this, this dude is, as Nathan Drake. This, this is the first Uncharted movie. You don't want him looking like Grandpa. It's like Keanu Reeves being Spike in Cowboy Bebop. He's too old. Get somebody younger that's not known. Well, what's the official age of Nathan Drake? I'm sure they give one. I would say thirties. But so it's, he, nev- it's never he, it's never actually said. Hey, Nathan Drake. 28. You know, it's not like he has a bio well, on Facebook. Well, I'm looking at this picture of both of them side by side, and um, Captain Mal looks significantly older. I don't know how <laughs> old either one of them is. I'm going off his picture. Well, he turns 40 uh, next month, is it? Or December, something like that? You so, are a big fan, aren't you? Well, I was reading that article my own, though, and I kind of remember... Like that. Oh, apparently. Could he, could, could he pull it off? Yes, he could pull it off. But yeah, I, I see what you're saying about looking toward the future of the franchise movie. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. but it's to the point now where movies don't have any sense of we need the same actor two years down the line. You know, it's it's, it's like true. a lot of movies are just like rebooting every five or four years. You know, they're not even don't even care. Well, I mean, with the 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 uh, CG technology, look at what they did with surrogates. Did you guys watch surrogates with Bruce Willis? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about it? <laughs> okay, you have him in real life, you know, looking older like he does, but then you have his surrogate thing looking like he did. Uh, I mean, 10, 15 years ago. That, that could be also good. look at the new look at what we've seen for uh, Tron Evolution, Tron Legacy, whatever but, the new movie's called. 
I mean, but what was the movie where Brad Pitt in it that had him like fifty years old? The Benjamin Button movie? Yeah. I mean, but I, well, no, I think older age is one thing, but I mean, I'm talking about when they use it to change the faces to younger. I mean, I think the they case with surrogates, though, with surrogates, they don't, I mean, you could just put on makeup and make him look younger, but he's it's not like he has to be physically fit or anything to actually pull off. I mean, you can't tell me that Nathan Fillion is going to be jumping off the side of mountains and... <laughs> In all this other oh, crap. Wow. What movie are we going to see where the stars actually jumping off the sides of mountains? And it's yeah, believable. It's a lot of them. That. <laughs> yeah, well, no, a lot. Actually, not really. It's very rare to see that because the insurance companies will not insure the actors. No, no, no. no, no. Gonna... Even if it's a stunt double, but it can be believable to a certain extent. I mean, is it like in the old days you see these, yeah. these, these old guys doing these stunts? Like, <laughs> that's a double. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Boy, Firefly came out what almost what eight like four or five years ago. Several and he years. Wasn't, it's been he a wasn't. He wasn't doing all that stuff. He wasn't doing Nathan Drake stuff in Firefly. Yeah, but but he but looked, but he looked kind of old back then. Look at it in movie terms, though. In how many movies has Bruce Willis been in where he's doing crap that he's way too old for? Uh, but he's established as like an action hero person. I mean, his stuff is believable to me, though. I'm sorry. It's because he's bald. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's like Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan's like 900, but he can still pull it off. Yeah, it's a certain. <laughs> and by that, I mean his shirt. <laughs> I mean to that point, like he. I mean, even with Bruce, <laughs> Bruce Willis, for for example, he's been doing this stuff his whole career. So to see him do it now is not a stretch, even though he's old. It's like Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan the same age as my dad. My dad's like almost, he's like 55. He's like almost 60 years old. But he can still work because he's been doing it his whole life. Hmm. It's an interesting argument you make. Well, you know, as long as it's not Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, but... but, but... Hey, so hold on. So you have no problem with him playing a, a Middle Eastern person, but God forbid he play a white man. <laughs> actually, I voiced actually I voiced uh, negatives about Jake Gyllenhaal playing D- Destan in the Prince of Persia movie. <laughs> wow! So I was adding on to that. So would it be Brokeback broke Drake? Uh. <laughs> Or just a shortened Uncharted Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Okay. Well, well moving on to more mo- movie news. Uh, I I can't pronounce that dude's name. How about you, Clarence? Uh, I'll just say Riss, Rice, Rice, Ifens. Ifens? Ifens? Mr. Ethan's, I'll say that. Well, anyway, uh, rumors have been flying on the rumor, rumor mill for the new Spider-Man reboot, and uh, and uh, and apparently, it looks like we're gonna have um, Doc Connors being the main uh, enemy in the movie as the Lizard. Well, I don't remember the Lizard being a crocodile. I'm like total golf. <laughs> Yeah, and, and this is one of the characters. This is this is one of my favorite characters in the Spider-Man series, and I thought they would have a, a movie with him before now, but it, yeah, I think it's time for him because we've seen the other villains in the other movies, you know, and 
I think this is just a natural progression because he is like one of the more popular villains in the movie, in the books. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, and and they've already mined most of the really good ones like Goblin and and uh, Doc Ock and Venom, so you can't go back point, to those. Yeah, at this point he's like the last of the Mohegans or something. I mean, there's not much after him. Yeah, I mean there is, but there isn't. Yeah, yeah, you have the, the crab villains like Electro. No, I don't want to see any Vulture or anything like that. <laughs> Mysterio. Shocker. <laughs> Shocker, God. The big Mexican dude and the guy in the wheelchair. Oh, man. And the, and the fact that we actually uh, had Doc Hunters in, I think, all three of the other movies. Kind, kind he was of, in the second, second and third one. Just the second yeah. and third one? Okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that kind of got me excited right there just to see him in those. And I was hoping before now we'd actually see him in the starring role. But, yeah, I mean, at least for this one, uh, it'll be something fresh and new for the series, and it should be exciting. Um, glad they're not going back to enemies we've seen already. So That they killed? Did they well, kill again, all of them? Again, root, be- root, root, root beer? I mean, reboot. Root beer? Yeah, root? Why did I say root That's beer? That's a reboot. Reboot. It's a reboot. So those people aren't dead anymore. And this is reported by the rap.com. And I try to look at these, this guy's IMDB profile. He's been a lot of stuff, but none of the stuff I've actually seen or actually noticed him in it. He's going to be in the upcoming Harry Potter movie. So he looks like Dirk Nowitzki. Oh, that guy's familiar. And he's also going to be in something else. Oh, he's playing. He's playing Luna Lovegood's dad. Cool. Awesome. Hmm. All right. Well, that does it for movie news. Uh, James. Yes. Do we have to get political? Do Do we? <laughs> no, I wasn't. Get on your soapbox, James. Yeah, you had a little uh, a little comment uh, fight going on there. Calling for action. Flame, the first flame war on Techpedition dot com. <laughs> Adamantly. Well, th- this popped up, and I wasn't Ooh. going political because I have my own views. <laughs> I did not see that before side. now. <laughs> but uh, the video game voters network that started the entire. Uh, you know, sign your old controller, send them to Senator Yee. They're calling for a do. They're doing a call to action. They didn't really spell out what the action is going to be, but they're calling for it on the 19th of October. Again, don't really say exactly what it is. Like, oh, stand up with us, because in November they're having a a senator, uh, senatorial, a uh, high court. Uh, hearing on that bill. So, something to keep your eye on. And explain. So, they're not hinting at what the actual bill is about? Uh, it's Assembly Bill 1179. Uh, basically, after reading the bill, what the bill is, is it is nothing but uh, more legislation on restricting the availability of extremely uh, basically mature games to underage patrons 
Or basically better analogs that we it? know. <laughs> What's that? You have a problem with this? Uh, no, actually, I, go read my article. What I, is, I, haven't read the, it, I haven't read the whole article. That's why I'm asking you. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, with the Video Game Voters Network, they're going off on the whole bandwagon. This is censorship. It's it's wrong. You know, it's it's hitting our First Amendment rights. Um, but the bill doesn't call for censorship in any sort of way. It basically is trying to enact basically the same restrictions as far as legalities and fines that you have with movies and music. You know, because if you go into a video store, you can't buy a rated R movie if you're under 17. So is you can't is, you can't buy Eminem's new album if you're seven if you're under seventeen because of its rating. Ah, uh, but see the thing is though with Walmart on the music the music's censored. Well, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but you still Nobody but still rated R movie you're not going to be able to buy. So so why is this a bad thing? Again? How is how is this different from it, how it is now? Because I mean, so I, I think does it criminalize it? Yeah, I think the difference is the restriction. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it, it, it puts it just like this bill. Or are you against it? That's my whole question. Because it's not like the music bill restricts the 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 sale of um mature video games to minors. I don't have a problem with it. Do you have a problem? with it? I, I'm, I'm for it. I'm for it actually. Okay. All right. All right. See, that's what, that's the only thing I was asking. Oh, okay. Now I, I, I think actually, makes... I, I'm completely for the bill because, like I said, I've thought of. I've thought about it a lot. Like, how would I be as a parent? You know, I mean, I'd be very involved with my children's lives. And, you know, my mom was very involved in my life. So there were some things she would let me play. And there were some things she was like, you know, you don't need to be exposed to that just yet. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, see, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to break. I can weigh in on this because I worked at Walmart for five years selling games in the electronics department. And the thing is, it's not that some parents don't care. Some parents don't care, sure enough. Some don't care. Some just don't know. I can't tell you the amount of parents that have come in, came into the store when I was there. Um, their kids points to Grand Theft Auto and like, I want this, and they bring it up to the register, and I tell her what's in it, and she looks like she's about to knock the fire out of her little kid. Um, <laughs> some parents just don't just don't know what what are in these video games. They think all video games are like Mario. So I mean, in that sense, it's good. But at the same time, you know, if if the parent really thinks that their kid can handle the game, they can still buy it for them. You know, I, so well, I don't. I don't that's, well, that's the thing that it's not making it to where it's illegal for a parent to buy the game for that's, their children. That's that's what I'm saying. It's like to me, it's a win-win. You protect the people that don't want their kids playing this stuff, and if the parents, you know, it's a win-win. You don't have kids going behind their parents' back playing stuff that they don't want them to play. You know, I mean, where I'm personally, I personally under the, the ideology that you, you should know what your kids are playing. I mean, that's like the Columbine kids. They had like all these Quake, Quake on um, two maps of their schools and stuff on their computers, and their parents had no idea. You know, before they went and shot the school. I mean, that that's just sad. But I don't know. That's my yeah. Opinion. But but the thing is, though, the video game voters network, they're all. And Huff throwing this up because they're trying to say basically they're sensi- they're sensi- sensationalizing it. Okay. Yeah. Let, let, well, let let me break this down in, in in more real world terms. What this is is politics. Is all this is is because what this bill is is the government stepping in and saying no, you can't sell this to minors. 
when the video game industry already knows, hey, we don't want to sell these to minors. We clearly na- label all of these boxes. People just don't read the shit we put there. And, but minors can still buy them. If, if they were really, right. if they were really for, if they were really for their games not being in the hands of minors, then they wouldn't have a problem with this. But, I'm but, sorry. But, but that's the still, thing, though, go to the Walmart and try to buy. Don't have a problem with it. Go to, go to Walmart as a 16-year-old and try to buy a violent video game. A lot of stores have already – GameStop is one of them – have already implemented policies that say you don't sell this to a kid because we don't want the mom suing us. Okay, I got one last question. Some stores enforce it. Some don't. Okay, I got one more question. So they're saying they're trying to make this similar to the sale of to, like the sale of tobacco to a minor or the sale of uh, alcohol to a minor or porn. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, I mean that, that's, that's overstepping. But, but I think it's one main difference. Even if you sell those to like an older person, you can't give those. You're not legally. You can't legally yeah. give those things to young kids, even though you buy this old. So if okay, in that in that regard, I pro I gave wrong analogs. But the way I w- when I was explaining that out in my article, I was talking about them being able to go and buy it themselves now i if those laws are already in place for other forms of media then this should be passed if those laws are not in place for other forms of media then it shouldn't be passed well the thing is the assembly bill 1179 was passed but then there was a supreme court ruling that said it was wrong but you can't go there's an appeal going on about it yeah, I've, I've somebody who who is against this kind of stuff. They have yet I've yet for anybody to explain to me besides the fact that somebody's passing legislation. We don't want them passing the law. Other than that, I, I, I've yet to, to hear a logical explanation of to, as to why this is bad. I mean, as as I said, it is simply an argument against big government. Is all it is. <laughs> it's it, it and I don't. I, I didn't want us to get political, but when you break it down in the way that you're wanting it to be broken down, that's what it is. It's an argument against democratic big government. Anarchy! Whoa! <laughs> wow, <laughs> that we got deep. Yeah, yeah, let's let's talk about some rich people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, we don't really care about. Speaking of rich people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, speaking of rich people, the richest man in India, who is actually the fourth richest man, single man in the world. He's single? He's single really? Caveat, did you <laughs> well, no, no, I mean, it's, like, it's all his money. It's not, he's not he's spreading it out between different trust funds and stuff. It's his money. The fourth richest man in the world uh, didn't really give his name. Oh, yeah. Uh, he built. A one point. Things say, how can we not give his name if he like? How uh, does he? We know Ambani. he's blind. Ambani. He's, right. he's fifty-two years old. Oh, there it is. Sorry. Oh, Mukish. Mukish. Yes, Mukish. Oh, that guy. Ambani. Well, he's the head of uh, Reliance Industries. So downtown Mumbai, he built a twenty-seven-story, one-point-two billion-dollar home. So basically, oh, one skyscraper. <laughs> yeah, that thing is kind really of misleading, ugly. though. It looks, no. it looks like a giant okay. transformer. <laughs> yeah, transformer that got fucked up. Um, what do you? What's misleading about it? 
Um, the the home actually only costs seventy million to build, but it's in the middle of Mumbai or Dubai. Mumbai, yeah. Since the, their property pri- their property prices are really really high, so that's why the price is inflated. It's because of the real estate location. But still, seventy million dollar house. That's that's pretty crazy. Wow, and well, it's even crazier. Was it, that's was probably seventy million in materials or seventy million in man hours. Because you got to remember when you go take configure in the the price it, and cost of building. It says it costs seventy four seventy point four million to build. So I'm assuming that includes man hours. Yeah, and it, materials. I, so, I, don't, I don't think that really matters because basically at the end of the day, he wrote a check for seventy million dollars. Who that went to is irrelevant. But yeah, but my point is seventy million is a lot less than one billion. That's a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. Like this doesn't even dent that dude's bank account. Yeah, he. Uh, it it requires six hundred staffers to run. He's got <laughs> his own uh, fifty seat movie theater, a ballroom, three different helicopter wow. pads. <laughs> Why do you need three different helicopter pads? I don't know. It's like, like would, you, a, would you jump out of the spa into your helicopter to go up to the top floor? Maybe he doesn't have an elevator. An underground parking garage for 160 cars. Jay Leno, eat your heart out. Seriously. I mean, don't get me wrong. If I had this much money, I probably wouldn't know what to do with it either. But that is one ugly house. Yes, it is. Yeah, I I would have thought he could have hired better designers. I don't want that in the skyline of my city. <laughs> yeah, he should have took took like like five hundred million dollars and just leveled everything around there because those those look worse than he is. I I don't know. You know what? You know what probably was he had one of those crazy rich man moments and he doodled something on a sheet of paper and said, "Hey, build this." Rich man moment. We need to trademark that. <laughs> rich man moment. Rich man moment. His five-year-old designed this building with Legos. <laughs> rich man moment. This week's rich man moment. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever seen um, Boondocks, but there's like this really racist character on there named Ruckus. Oh, yeah. This part where, where he's talking about um, pro athletes, and he's like, like they threw a million dollars in a monkey cage, and this is kind of the same thing. Like, this is what comes to mind when I hear this. It's like really that or the, the street legal indie car uh-huh, that we talked about a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was definitely a rich man moment. <laughs> uh, we've been well, talking about a lot of rich man moments, but like the 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 the, uh, the Segway guy like... that drove off off a cliff. Oh man. Segway! <laughs> the final segue to death. Oh, wow. Well, you know, if you are rich, you could spend that money on some peripherals, should I say. Oh, oh right. gosh. No, not rich, man, but. We've poor. already, already yeah, put this them to bed right now. <laughs> Okay, here we go from one thing stupid to another thing stupid. For a completely uh, different reason. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Illusionsoft, which if any of our uh, audience doesn't know, is a Japanese video PC game manufacturer or developer. 
Well, they make nothing but 3D I'm just not watching the video. Oh my gosh, it's so stupid. So, yeah, if if uh, if you've looked for to download 3D porn games, you will come across some of theirs, such as uh, Sexy Beach, uh, Artificial Girl, Battle Raper, weird shit. Okay. Did you say so, Battle Raper? That's what it's called. Yeah, that's Battle actually Raper. a game. <laughs> yeah. I think they made an anime out of it too, didn't they? Yeah, they did. It's just like, nah, I'm not, I'm not even touching that. No. <laughs> like that'll put you on. Like if you download that, that puts you on some sort of watch list somewhere in Washington. <laughs> I guarantee it. Probably. Uh, but they have made a peripheral to go with some of their games. Most recently, they would like it to go with their real Kanojo game. <laughs> and basically, I feel that this is just going to be towards the end of our civilizations. <laughs> Kanojo almost Japanese for girlfriend, for those of you who aren't Japanese inclined. Oh, I, I guess... Oh, yeah, sorry about that. Oh, man. But basically what this peripheral is, it is quite literally a specialized game control input device. <laughs> you don't take input. <laughs> in, 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 input? And, and the pun with input is completely implied. Because basically, yeah, this know. is just just say it, just just say it. <laughs> it's a hand. It is a hand for you to put your wiener in. It's a hand. This is, this is the opposite of a Nintendo Wii, whatever. That oh, no, is. no, 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 no. The the other picture on the uh, on no, watch the, watch the video, stuff, watch the video, is, watch the video. Yeah, the the peripheral itself is different than those pictures that they show there. They're both ridiculous. We'll watch the video. Oh, God. So we would call this an <laughs> inverted we or anybody? Well, basically, you put your manhood in, and when you pump, the game character pumps. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> it is a W. <laughs> yes, I love you. Oh. <laughs> Now I don't need uh, to hold a link to this in the, in the show post. <laughs> so, so for the, the you. Why does the video go on yeah. for so long? Like, it's like get the point like the first three seconds. Yeah, it only takes like ten seconds to be like, oh, that's what happens. And he goes on well, like they a minute and a half. The, they, want you, they want you to get the full effect. <laughs> yeah. Also, the uh, the actual article that that's under for the video is talking about the fact that it's laggy, like there's lag in from the time the input happens to the time the reaction on the screen happens. I don't think happens. it's going to matter too much. So that's yeah. the reason why it goes on so long, but it's just like, oh. Oh, yeah, because that's the main complaint with that, is the <laughs> yeah. lag. Yeah, that's that's the main complaint. Is... <laughs> uh, okay, what else we got? I can't take any more. Oh, wow, yeah, let's move on. Uh oh oh worked me already look at that um so Microsoft is 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 very very close to releasing Windows Phone oh, Seven. Time out though. I went to the um the, if you go to the comments and got X are they looking for beta testers? How about PSN Plus subscribers? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, 
Yeah, then there was one that was, uh, can we have one for the women, too, so that way we can actually have real cyber sex? Said, oh. oh, gosh. Or, I'm or sorry. You, or you could just go find a woman and, and you know date her, and then eventually <laughs> you may be able to have some sex. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? For most, uh, the stereotypical view of the gamer geeks or gamer geeks, not going to happen. There, there's female gamer geeks, dude. I've seen them. And Moving that was on. Sergio's tip of the week. <laughs> find a real girl. Find a real girl. And you can also find a real phone. Uh, Microsoft has announced 10 different Windows Phone 7, 7 handsets. Uh, They're going to be released to apparently the entire <laughs> freaking world. So uh, it, it looks like they have models from HTC, or like Carl's favorite, HTC. Dell, Samsung, Dell. I didn't even know Dell made phones. Yeah, I'm out of it. A couple months ago. Weird. Um, Samsung and LG, and all of them have their own specifications, like screen size, and and some of them even have a slide out uh, QWERTY thingy. QWERTY you know, keyboard. You know what QWERTY the best keyboard? thing is? The best one is the, What's that? the one with surround sound in the phone. <laughs> Slide out speakers. Slide out speaker for AT&T and Dennis. That's insane. But yeah, I smiled, Sergio, when you said Windows 7 phone. Uh, I warned <laughs> people about that. <laughs> That's why you had to say Windows Phone 7 device. Ah? Ah? Huh? Yeah. Handset? It's still redundant. <laughs> uh, yeah. by any other name. So do you say an iPhone phone? You'd say an iPhone no, it's an iPhone. This, you can't say it's a Windows Phone 7. It doesn't sound right. Yeah, the, fo- the phone in that sentence needs to go last. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's, yeah, Darn you, I, Microsoft. You know, I, I like the idea of this handset, but it does definitely has a dumb name. Microsoft does have a history of dumb names. Xbox, Zune. Hey, Xbox is an excellent That name sounds like something that came out in 1995. Hi, it I'm Alex Zachary. Sports did. person. <laughs> Xbox. Bill Gates is like, I'm going to make me a game console. It's like, we call Xbox. But you know what? Xbox.com wasn't taken. It probably was. I'm afraid to check out the Wayback Machine to see. Wow. Well, uh, th- I think the biggest news here for the stateside stuff is I don't see anywhere on here that it says it's coming to Verizon. Oh. Well, it, 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 it is later. Um, yeah, yeah, but at yeah. launch, it doesn't look like it's no, going to be. No, definitely not for the launch, but they are coming out with CDMA, CDMA versions later, uh, early next year. Yeah. Sprint's got one coming out in 2011, so I imagine Verizon yeah. it, will too. It, it's going to be everywhere. Yeah, I I I I, just, I can imagine that Verizon has its hand, has its hands full locking down that iPhone for next year too. So yeah, which is a good question. Do we think it's going to have? I know it's not going to have Android uh, equivalent uh, penetration, but maybe something close. Since um, unlike the iPhone, it's going to be on everything. Which yeah, uh, I'm going to stop you there. Which, After that last video we just talked about, I don't want to talk about Android <laughs> penetration at all. <laughs> Android, oh man! <laughs> but but yeah, I was going to let that one go. <laughs> yeah, I thought about it as I was saying it. <laughs>
but but the, but it is once again rumored that the iPhone will be on Verizon early next year. And one one other thing is that they're all they're uh, beginning to sell the iPad in AT and T stores, and guess what? They're also selling it selling them in Verizon stores. Yeah, but the Verizon is only the Wi Fi version. Yeah, true, true, but still. Still, we see partnerships yeah. coming up, and I mean, it's been known for a long time that Verizon has a tower on um, uh, True. Apple campus. So we'll see. This is like this is like the Apple. This is like the Apple OS thing all over again. Apple decides to go closed, like they did in the late '80s, early '90s. Windows and Windows comes out. Well, in this case, Windows is Android comes out, and it's on everything, and. Um, it just eats up whatever market share Apple had. Yeah, true. Ed story. So, it's darn. And Sergio, you know, you you may be able to sync up that Windows Seven phone device on a Mac, also. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and that like this news when I read it just blew my mind that this didn't already exist. But this, apparently, the Zune software. Uh, the same software you use to sync your Zune up to your music music library right now is headed to Mac. Uh, about time. Which I I know it just blows my mind that that doesn't exist yet. But they had, they had to because of the phone. They had to. Yeah, but but what I find so funny is if you own a Mac, you're probably on Apple's team anyway. So you probably just have an iPod. Maybe, but maybe not. You never know. I mean, it, yeah, not everybody's an iPhone. Nerd. Not every hmm. Mac person is. Interesting. It's, but, it's highly unlikely, but I mean, you got to think about it this way: um, Internet Explorer used to be on the Mac. Office is on the Mac. You know, there a lot of Microsoft products or programs are already on the Mac. Yeah, but but that it software, only makes sense. Uh, the z- Microsoft is good it's at software, software. And, but this is but it's just but, software. Yeah, you can but, spend your infinity dollars and listen to unlimited music. Yeah, but it's mm-hmm. mainly a software to support hardware. And that hardware is Microsoft hardware. So it, it 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 surprises me that it's just now coming out. But then well, when I think about I mean, it, it doesn't really surprise me because I know how Apple people are. They're making that push though, man. They're they're trying to make Windows Seven like they want to make it. I guess they want to make it available in every market the same way. You know, when iTunes came to Windows, everybody was in in shock because you know when iOS first came out. They didn't work on Windows. I mean, the file systems were completely different. Um, so, I mean, I think it's just a natural progression, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's definitely a good thing. It just it surprised me that it hadn't happened already. Yeah. All right, well, that does it for news. That I, I enjoyed that session of news, you guys. Yeah. Very healthy, very, very dirty. Yeah. <laughs> we, you know, well, we, you know what? This is the dirty cell. <laughs> I know he just didn't pull the, the dirty south line on us, man. Wow, wow. What do you mean? It was the best place for it. Come on. Like, you gotta get, that was good. Dirty, 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 dirty. Uh, well, let's move on to what we're watching or what I'm watching. Uh, I, I don't know if any of y'all have had, had a chance to watch this movie, but it's it's just called Nine. Is that the one with Elijah Wood in it? He, well, he's not in it. He, well, does, a, he does a voice. He does the, exactly. Is it the Roman numeral nine or the spelled number nine? It's neither. It's the number nine. Like that's nine. what I just said. Is it the numeral nine? Oh, I thought, or you, said, you, I thought you said Roman numeral nine. No, spelled numeral. 
No, I mean, it's it's numeral. just the number. It's not okay. Roman. It's not worded. It's straight up nine. Okay, because there was another movie called Nine that came out that was definitely not technology. So I was just making sure. Oh well, yeah. This isn't wait, what? This isn't really what? This isn't tech related at all. This is just a movie I watched that I thought well, was good. Well, it's CG. Ooh. So it's geeky. Geeky's tech. Ooh. Oh, and it's about the apocalypse. I was watching. Uh, I, I, I I was watching. Uh, what's that show? Barnyard the other day. That's CG. Let's talk about Barnyard. <laughs> you mean though. with the cows? They can talk, but they don't talk in front of people. Yeah, and and did you know that all the cows on that show are cows? However, some of them are dudes. Weird. Yeah, how does the guy cow have udders? That's a, teaching our children. Tra- He's transgendered, man. The oh, magic man. of television. But um, nine is this this it's it's a CGI <laughs> movie as as uh as James. <laughs> But oh it gosh. it's it was produced by Tim Burton, or he was one of the producers on it. It wasn't directed by Tim Burton. Basically, it's about this sack boy <laughs> that it's really hard to explain. It's it's kind of got a, a it's it's set in a post post apocalyptic world where this sack boy guy just kind of wakes up and he doesn't know who he is, why he exists, or or anything, and it's. The first part of the movie is him figuring out what he is and how he exists and and why he's been put where he is, and it it, it has a, a, a steampunk vibe to it because it's kind of set in the past, uh, the future of the past, the future of an alternate past. The future past. Well, you totally lost me there. Yeah, the future of an alternate past, kind of like Resistance, because Resistance is set in the past, but it's. An alternate past, so it's the future of what the alternate past was, but it doesn't matter. This movie's really awesome. Like, yeah, I've seen it. I really liked it. Yeah, the, like the visual style is – I've never seen anything like it before, and the way the story unravels is cause you, is very unique. You don't know what, what's going on at all. You're just as clueless as the main character whose name is Nine or whose number is Nine, and – you meet all these other numbered sack boys and you're and, and they are putting everything together and the ending eh, eh, I don't I don't know if it ended really well but it was an hour and a half that I enjoyed so I, I suggest everyone watch it it was pretty good sweet so I take it there won't be a ten I doubt it I don't think it did well but it's funny it came out last year nine nine of oh nine. <laughs> Reminds me of that PlayStation character thingy. What's his name? Sackboy. This is his name too, Sackboy. Yeah, his name is Sackboy. Wow. <laughs> That's why I said Sackboy. This guy's name is just Nine. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking Crash Bandicoot, but Sackboy works. All right. Well. Happened to Crash. He's still. They're still making games. He's. He's like owned by somebody else now. I think Activision is making those games now. Since they make everything. Who's the right name? Mine would name their company Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog is wonderful. Okay. Anime. Or. Alright, so this is not anime. This is an actual comic. Um, Halo Fall of Reach. Um. This is basically a comic adaptation of the Halo Fall of Reach novel, which is like 
one of the greatest pieces of video game literature ever written. But we won't get into that. Let's move on to the comic. Yeah, me and me and my brother, we stroll into Southern Fried Comics, which is a new comic shop um, that opened this past weekend in Hattiesburg. Where's it at? Yeah. Do what? Well, where's it at? Do you know where Benny's Boom Boom Room is? No. Uh, Do you Bianca's, know where Beyonce's Pizza? Yeah. Beyonce's Pizza. So it's downtown. Brownstones, Wine Bar. Yeah, I know those are, yeah. Like right down from Bianchi's Pizza, there's like Bianchi's, and then there's a art gallery thing, and then okay. there is Southern Fried Comics. But anyway, I, always, I, I never, I just know, never in the Boom Boom Room. Uh, <laughs> that's one of my favorite places to go watch bands. But anyway, um, yeah, um, the first series of these comics, I think there's going to be 22, and it's going to, um, they're going to, um, chronicle the entire. Halo Fall of Reach um, story, but the first part is called Boot Camp. It's going to be four parts, and um, the art is by Felix Ruiz, and the script is by Brian Brian Reed. But I mean, that's not the point. Part I'm 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 really not a fan of the art style of these comics. Um, it's really kind of rough. Um, but I mean, it's 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 the art style is consistent. It's just kind of rough. Um, I wish they would have got somebody like. Patrick Spaziante to do the to do the art because he he's just a freaking phenomenal drawer, but he normally only does covers. Um, but basically the story is you you um you start off with um of course Captain Keys waking up from um slip space um what do you call it suspended animation or whatever, and he's with Doctor Halsey, which if anybody's ever played the game Halo Reach you'll notice that Jorge calls Dr. Halsey mom in the game, and that is because he's a Spartan 2, which I probably said that before. But anyway, this um, she was the head of the Spartan 2 project, and what she does is basically she goes around with Captain Keys to these different planets, and she finds these perfect, genetically perfect children. And um, they flash cone them, which she says in the comic so eloquently that a flash cone is basically a sack of meat. And <laughs> dies in a couple of weeks. She replaces these kids with these flesh clones, and um, conscripts all of them into the UNSC, which is the United Nations Space Command, and um, basically trains them, um, genetically augments them, and then gives them nice suits of armor. Um, but this is just the first part. It didn't really go that far. It it just describes how they choose the, the kids. Um, she does this little simple test because all the kids are genetically perfect, but she wants to see if they have that special something, which is luck. You know, are the kids lucky because they're going to need to be lucky to make it through this? Um, it's all kind of cerebral, but it it's cool. Um, yeah, I was. If you've read the book. I'm sorry. Go ahead. The, yeah, I was just going to ask: Does, does this uh, provide any additional insight to the Halo universe that uh, isn't isn't provided yeah. by the books? Well, that's the thing. If you haven't read the books, you're looking to break into the the whole Halo story. This is a good this is a good way to digest if you're not really into reading books because I mean it basically covers everything that the book does. Um, you get to see um, Linda, Kelly, and Sam get abducted. Which, if you don't know, those those are three other Spartan threes that were really good friends of Master Chief. Um, Kelly's really fast. Sam's kind of a um, a muscle head, 
and Linda's the sniper girl. I mean, you, you kind of get to see them all get um, abducted. There isn't a whole lot in the comic. Like, half of his actual story, another half, they just go into, into the creative process of what they did, what they wanted to tell in the stories, what they wanted to depict. You get some art. Um, the, re- the, the real meat starts in the next comic that comes out on the 20th, which I will be picking up, but... All right, so I have a question. Is it a monthly, bi-monthly, bi-weekly, or a weekly Um, I'm really not sure. I don't know when this one came out because I walked into the comic shop and I saw it there. <laughs> I do do I do know the next one comes out on the 20th. I'm assuming it's monthly, but yeah, I don't know that for sure. If it's 22 issues long and it's not monthly, it's like, you know, bi-monthly, then this it's going to go on for like four years. Okay, uh, one one other question, just because, as we all know, I'm not much of a Halo fan. Reach, is that the name of the planet that first falls? Yeah. I know it's the fall of yeah. Reach, so... And I understand it's like the very beginning of the entire fuck-all war going on, so... Is well, Reach the I mean, name yes, of it's the a, planet? It's not actually the beginning of the war, but Reach is pretty much the home base. Um, it's... It's the the last line of defense before getting to Earth, basically. So would um, it be like the Pearl Harbor of the Halo universe? Uh, yeah, I guess you could say that <laughs> in so many words. Probably it, directly it where they drew the analogy from. <laughs> it, it's where all of the um, it's where all of the um, the Spartans are trained and raised, and you know, it like like you said, it's the, pretty much the last line of defense before they get to Earth. So, yeah, I guess it is the Pearl Harbor of the Halo-verse. Um, but, if, if, you know, like people say Halo has no story, and that just makes me mad. I mean, it, it's, it, has, it has this entire universe, and if you've, never, if you've never gotten into it yet, this is a good opportunity. That's basically my whole point even bringing this up. Yeah. I mean, it's... The, the, it's a great opportunity to get into the universe. The the Halo has as much of a story as you want it to, because it, it, it it's out there if you want to go get it, but it is completely ignorable. If you're a fan, it's it's essential. I think you owe it to yourself. Yeah, I mean, to, to dig into the story. Yeah. If if you're a fan, now, if you're not a fan, whatever. But if you consider yourself a fan of the Halo series. I mean, you owe it to yourself to at least read The Fall of Reach or at least pick up these comics and check them out or at least download them, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I would check, think... Check the story. Yeah, I, I think if you would care nothing about the story, you would just play online multiplayer. You would never play through the game, which, you know, some people do, so... I don't know. See, it's funny you mention it because... <laughs> that's how I was. I was just a multiplayer nut buddies told me about the um the the books and i mean i i had already beaten the first game i had already beaten the campaign but i really didn't care about halo's story i was like halo has no story i just care about the multiplayer when i started reading these books i started to care more now don't get me wrong game stories are still pretty weak reach probably has the, the strongest story reach and odst they have the strong, strongest stories out of all the halo games but, you know, there's this whole thing going on in the background that's really interesting. But like Sergio said, you know, it's it's your choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well and um my next my next um uh news topic or anime topic 
is actually anime. Um, for those of you who don't know, um, the new fall anime season recently started, and there's actually an Iron Man anime. Uh, it's co-produced by Marvel, and it's animated by Madhouse, which if you don't know who Madhouse is, they did Trigun, um, which is one of my favorite um, animes, and they did uh, Grave. They've done some more recent stuff, but those are the, pretty much the two that they had pretty decent showings here. But anyway, um, I'm really not a fan of this. Uh, <laughs> actual I have a question real quick. Is, is this an entirely new Iron Man show? It's a continuation yeah. of the Iron Adventures. It's entirely new. Um, basically, the premise of this is, okay, Tony Stark goes to Japan because he wants to... He's, he's older in this. He's going to... Not, not like, gray-haired, but he's... he's He's, he, I guess he's about the same age he is in the movies, though. But he's um, he's kind of in his later superhero years, and he's looking to um, pass pass the torch, I guess. And he wants to build an arc reactor in Japan to provide Japan with free energy. So um, he um, and he wants to build it there because he knows it won't be used for military purposes. So he goes there to build his arc reactor, and he has this whole thing where he makes he makes his new Iron Man suit, and he calls it Dio, and he's looking to um pass, pass on the pass on the Iron Man um name, I guess, to 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 the new generation. So he's got these three dates to be the new Iron Man. But anyway, he goes there, and of course something happens to the suit. I don't want to give too much of it away for anyone who actually wants to watch it, but. He ends up, you know, he naturally ends up having to get back in his Iron Man suit and pretty much handle business. But my, I mean, it's it's hard. Not just not just anime wise. It's hard for me to watch a cartoon period for Iron Man after watching the movies. I don't know if it's because the movies are well written. I don't know if it's because of um. What is the guy's name? I can't even remember his name. Robert Downey Jr. Robert. Yeah, hey, I don't know if it's because of Robert Downey Jr. or what. It's just this 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 whole show. I, I watched as many episodes over there. I was, I think there's two three episodes out, but it's just really stiff. The writing's really dry. Um, and you know what? If if I hadn't seen the movies, I probably would think it was pretty cool. But it's just it's just even if like Robert Downey Jr. was doing the voice for this guy, he just he, he, it's, I don't know. It's just really, really stiff, and the, the pacing's really slow. Um, it just doesn't have the same feel as the movies. So you'll probably get bored with it, like I did. And I watch anime, so it's it, it was just it was really hard to sit through the two two episodes that I watched because it's just you just don't have that. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a fan. All right. All right, Clarence. Clarence. Yeah, what was next? Ah, Clarence. Let's talk about some comic book shops. Uh, yeah, as Carrie mentioned earlier, we went to this new uh, comic book shop uh, in downtown Hattiesburg. And, you know, we were just browsing through the shop, and and I got to the, the Marvel section, and actually there were so many versions of... Of of some of the different uh, comic books, it it, just, it was just ridiculous to me that there's so many, dare I say it, multiverses going on of the same characters. 
And, you know, I started talking to Carrie about it, and, and I just said multiverse. And the, the comic book uh, owner guy or worker guy, whichever one it is, he heard me say that, and he just, like, lit up <laughs> and started coming over to where we were. And, and yeah. It's a magic word. Yeah, I mean. It, wait, what, wait, what did you say? I did cut out. I, I said multiverse. Multiverse. Uh, yeah, and, and he just, like, lit up, and then he came over there to where we were, and. Yeah, I mean, he he kind of has the same opinion I have that, and probably many other people, that it's, it's just ridiculous. I mean, as, as a new, as a person trying to get into comic books for the first time, it's it's kind of intimidating to come in there and see so many different variations of the same thing, and and not really knowing where to start or how to get into this genre that you know nothing about. I even saw a freaking 1963 Spider-Man uh, graphic novel. I was like, what the heck? Where he's like, well, I'm sorry, 1643 or something like that. He had like the old British type clothing on. Yeah, really? I, I, I saw that. I saw that. I, I, I'll forward the picture, but yeah. It's just like so intimidating if you're going there for the first time and trying to get into the into comics period, you know? Well, yeah, yeah. It, it, it is definitely intimidating because you have the standard Marvel runs, and then you have the, the Ultimate Universe stuff that's come up. And even with the standard Marvel, you have regular Spider-Man, you've got uh, Peter Parker Spider-Man, Ultimate Spider-Man, uh, not, not Ultimate, but uh, the Amazing Spider-Man, the Sensational Spider-Man, the Spectacular Spider-Man. You know, it's just so much stuff. Yeah. This, this is the same reason I don't watch CSI. I mean, it's, it's just like trying to get into, just say movies, for example, and you're trying to get into, name a non-comic book related movie, The Matrix. Okay. So you're trying to get, it might be off, that's not off a comic, is it? No. Yeah. No. Okay. You're trying to get into The Matrix. And at the very same time, concurrently, there are four different matrices, matrices going on. Matrices, matrix going on, <laughs> and they're they're talking about the same exact same character, and none of them are, and they're just sparsely related, but the core is the same. That's that's like the closest analogy I can put to what what a newcomer sees when they goes and they go into a comic book store. Yeah, well, I I can see how that'd be very intimidating, but. With comics, you basically have to pick your horse and go. You know, you, you can't really browse and be like, I'm going to pick up this one. I'm going to pick up this one because Batman looks cool in this costume, you know? Because you don't know if you're going to pick it up mid, you know, mid-story arc or if you're going to pick it up and Bruce Wayne is, you know, Mexican. Who knows? <laughs> so you, you really have to know what you're going into before you start buying comics. Well, that's the uh, problem. It's, it, it's, it's, it's a lot like cooking, you know? You go to the know. store I, and you're like, I, I, I need potatoes. And you walk in and there's like 14 million different types of potatoes. I don't know. I just like, I don't necessarily, I mean, I see your point, but like, I, I, I read comics for a while when I was younger. And um, I didn't read a lot of comics. I read Sonic the Hedgehog. That was a company. Oh, you I too. Read. Awesome. And, okay. and I popped in. I popped in around issue probably thirty-five, and I read it all the way up to issue probably fifty or sixty. But I mean, one thing I know that probably would have stopped me from, and even I was confused then because they had the regular comic, and then there was like tail side stories, there was knuckle side stories, and then you also had the forty-eight page specials, which were like standalone movie versions of comics, and it was all awesome, but. I always wanted to go back and get those those older issues to be able to follow the story 
and I I just hate that. Especially with that, it's, it's you know there's there's really no way unless you you're willing to invest like an insane amount of money of collecting them all. Yeah, well, your your best bet is just trade paperbacks that collect like thirty books at a time and are all black and white, or Wikipedia. But I want the comic. Well, yeah, but if you just need the basis on a character, you can hit up Wikipedia, read up on the character, and then decide, hmm, do I want to read this person in the noir universe? Do I want to step into the you know the ultimate universe? Again, you can't browse comics. You have to know what you're looking for. It's just like, why even bother, though? It's just too much trouble. <laughs> okay, just think about it like this. Think about it like this. If you were like, okay, I'm going to go buy an Xbox. But there were like four different versions of the Xbox. And none of the games were compatible with each other, even though they all said Xbox on the front. And you didn't know anything about video games. Wouldn't you just be like, screw it? Pretty much. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I, I do have a question. The new comic book shop you went into, did they let you leaf through the comics? Or was it, you know, hey, unless you're buying it, you can't pick it up? No, I, I leafed through this Halo Reach comic book before I bought it. I mean, they were they were cool. Okay, because their back issues though they were they were all backboarded and poly wrapped up, so you couldn't really open those. But the, the recent issues you could you could look in them and check them out. Okay, because I gotta admit, for me that that's one of the things I hate going to a comic book shop, and I see something new and I want to, you know, I want to preview it just a little bit you know i'm not gonna want to just sit there and read the whole thing i mean that for, for that i go to books a million but you cheap bastard <laughs> <laughs> you know but i mean if you do something new you want to preview it before you spend the three or four bucks because comics have got a bit pricey than what they used to be yeah uh, I, my sonics were like 250 back in the day 199 Mm-hmm. They were really reasonable, and they they had more pages. <laughs> yeah. Now, one of the things that you can do for older uh, issues is you can look online on the torrent sites because a lot of the times they will have a compilation of those older comics. Because even on the the comic uh, publisher sites, they're not really there. So yeah. people have took the time that they have scanned them in, and there's a there's an actual reader you can download. It's like less than a meg program, and it was an awesome comic book uh, on the PC reader. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, if you're getting into something that you really like, but you're getting in halfway, you can look online and see if you might can find what you were missing. Like a game that, you know, simulates that pleasure. What did what did exactly. multiverse fans do before the internet? I wonder. <laughs> oh, something you had uh, guys in the comic book shop that knew everything and could tell you, or you had guys that just lived in them. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's to that point you just made, James. I guess it's like any other thing. If if you really want to get into something, you're gonna st- start hanging around and talking yeah. to people that do the same thing. So, what you need yeah. Word of mouth is the best, I guess. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to what we're playing because it looks like we're playing a lot. So, Dead Space. Dead Space. Yes. 
Yes, yes. Well, um, I put a copy of uh, Dead Space 2 on reserve and got a code for Dead Space Ignition because they just went ahead and released it this week. Um, so what you're saying is if I go pre-order Dead Space, they'll give me the code and then I can cancel my pre-order? <laughs> if you wanted to, I guess. Oh, I'm going to I used to out. do that all the time when they actually <laughs> gave out t-shirts and stuff. <laughs> but uh, I'm a horrible person. <laughs> you do what you got to do, man. <laughs> but um, Dead Space Ignition is very interesting game-wise because how it progresses the story is a newer version of the graphic comics, graphic animated comics they did for the original Dead Space. Now, the gameplay is threefold, and it's very, very interesting the way it's done because you have to hack. Yeah. Oh, so it's a mini game compilation? Yeah, yeah, I mean it's it's straight up puzzle. Like, well, yeah, that's there's two aspects of a serious puzzle, and then there's one that's uh, almost like a side scroller, side scrolling shooter a little bit, just the way it it, it controls. Uh, but it's very interesting. I haven't been able to get too far into it because some of the puzzles are hard as hell. I mean, they are brain twisters. Trying to get through them, and uh, that's all well and good. You know, it, it's it's just weird when you you're releasing this basically as a promotional tool. That's all this game is, and it plays nothing like the Dead Space that everyone has come to know and love. You know, it. I I don't want to go back to my my uh, grocery store analogy, but if you're selling Kool Aid. To promote your Kool-Aid, you're not going to be like, eat some of this chicken. Hmm. Well, I don't know. I mean, the way they did the the marketing for the first Dead Space, it works within that. It gives you the animated comic that was the uh, beginning that gave you the, the startup of what was going on, what had happened. But it just adds more into it. You know, it gives you puzzle games that are brain twisters. Yeah. You know, are they tough? Yeah. But uh, do you feel accomplished once you figure it out? Hills, yeah. So yeah, it, it doesn't really... Yeah, but if I'm... doesn't detract. But if I'm a dumb third-person shooter player who's just like, I want to kill stuff, I don't want to play a puzzle game to get more story. I don't play puzzle games. Well, I personally do, but if I'm that person, I, I don't want to play that. Well, that person is not going to be playing Dead Space because the first Dead Space had a couple very interesting puzzles that you had to figure out. Yeah. This reminds me of the stuff in um in my game Mass Effect that you do to like unlock safes and stuff. Sort of reminds me of. It also kind of reminds me of Fable Two pub games. Well, the, the <laughs> side of that is if you actually finish the whole thing, you unlock the suit in space to itself. Oh, all right. So. Well, what about Mag? All right. Well, Mag came out uh, a few months ago. Is if one might, if well, if you guys were with us at the time, you might remember I was very excited about it, but just didn't have the money to buy it when it came out. Uh, picked up a copy cheap because I needed something to play with my Move controller that I bought. And it's been taking a little getting used to. 
Uh, you can dial it in to where it is. You you literally could dial it in to one pixel to the screen if you wanted to, as far as its precision. Interesting. Um, so has the gameplay improved? At the moment, not a little bit, but not much. Like with the sniper rifles, it's it's worse. Um, and the reason why I I put that up is also the uh, that assault rifle shell is because really trying to do some of the stuff, it's hard to hold my hand uh, steady enough because I'm an old school uh, trained shooter with pistols and stuff with two hand control. Well, you've got the navigation controller or the PS3 controller in your left hand, you know, and you can't really get the grip to, uh, you know, to steady up. Um, but for the most part, I find it a lot of fun. I actually do fairly decent. Uh, one thing I don't like about it is they did not give a button to lock your perspective or to, to lock your screen movement. You so, know, so, so, it, so it doesn't play like Metroid is what you're saying? Yes and no. It just, um, it, it misses, you know how when you're playing Metroid, it has, you can hit the lock on button or a freeze button and you will freeze your camera to one point or one, uh, one degree of what you're looking at and then you can move your targeting rectal around, right? Exactly. Okay, well, with Mag, it doesn't have that. So if right. you go, so I said it doesn't play like that. Well, it does, but it just it doesn't have that perspective button that a lot of the very first first-person shooter games on the Wii didn't have that they finally put in. Um, I feel that that's uh, a drop in the ball on their part because you know they do have the Wii to look to as far as what's come before and what's works with uh, motion control. So I think they dropped the ball on that. But so in your part, opinion, in your opinion, like, so does the sensor bar work any better than the the um the mocap thing in that regard? Hell no. Hell no. It does not. I mean the the camera is. It, it's precise enough that I mean I've been able to whip around and and just tag a dude. Like, I had to make the dead zone to where the screen doesn't move so big. And I kind of exaggerated my points when I'm doing the calibration. So that way I'd really have to make a bit of a bigger movement to get the the camera perspective to move. But after I got it dialed into what I was comfortable with, I got to where I was actually doing pretty good. I mean, you can you can really tag guys pretty quick with it. Cool. Mm. Hmm. Well, I mean, if you want to see what works better between the sensor bar or the uh, the camera with the mocap, it depends on how the game's implemented. With the mocap, you get a much more broader and precise ability to track yeah. because it tracks orientation, tilt, rotation, twist, all this stuff. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I understand that it, it's, well, yeah, it's going to have yeah. better fidelity. I just don't want to have to tweak anything to get it to work right. Well, I mean, it's not even that with me. It's that has all this this preciseness. Has it translated into better gameplay? That's that's basically what I'm asking you. Is it 
is it making the games easier to play? Better? Is it making the experience better? I mean, is there is there a way at this point to objectively determine that, or do we need some more types of games? Uh, I think for me, I need some more games to play with it. Um, I have a day one copy of Resident Evil 5, and I bought the downloadable content. Uh, so there was no way I was just going to trade in my RE5 disc and go get the gold edition just to have move controls because I've already got the DLC. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not really getting to try it with that. Uh, Killzone 3 is coming out, which I'm looking forward to, and it's going to have move support. Um, yeah, I, I just I, – just, with, with all these, these – all the um, – the poo throwing that goes on is just I, I haven't seen anybody actually, you know, do any in depth comparisons. You know, I know they aren't the same technologies, you know. I know that they aren't exactly the same. It's just I'm I'm wondering at this point and I'm gonna wonder the same thing when Connect come out comes out. Has all you know, has it translated it into a better gaming experience or is it just, you know, trying to ride on the Wii's tidal wave? <laughs> It's a yes and no on that one. I mean, I, I do have some ideas of how the the move could be used better, but it would require a a peripheral shell for it, uh, kind of like that rifle. But uh, for me, it had to be done a bit differently. Now, and I know, Sergio, you go off about that. <laughs> when I'm using the, the sniper rifle, you know, trying to hold it steady, I keep wanting to put the move on my shoulder because that's how I keep a rifle. <laughs> so you want yeah. a Super Scope 6 peripheral? <laughs> Why not? Dude, just get you a broom handle and take the the the, the ball thing on the end of it and hold it on your shoulder. And then not, film not yourself and put it on the internet immediately. <laughs> Personally, I, I think they ought to make like a TMP-sized one. That would be perfect because it would give you Ability to be able to use the the move controller in the right hand, have the navigation controllers like your forward grip, and still give you that tightness to the shoulder for precision shots with a sniper rifle if that's what you were wanting. I mean, it it, it all depends on the person. Uh, all right, okay. I, I think we've exhausted this topic. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's exhausted. It was exhausted from the back. It was like, <laughs> so Sonic Four. I didn't even know that was coming to the iPhone. Yep. Oh man, where did I start? Uh, yeah, Sonic Sonic Four, the the much awaited. I guess you could say the much awaited, much awaited. Was it much awaited? I, I think so. I think so. When yeah. when it was yeah. touted as being a throwback to the old games rather than the the new style we've seen of the 3D games, okay, um, it it kind of got people excited about it. You know, uh, it, it's no, good. I was. I, I hate reaching Sonic games. Yeah. So so I mean, here we're saying they're saying let's go back to the roots. You know, let's let's go back to what made Sonic fun and made it Sonic. Um, so uh, recently they uh, released the iPhone version of the uh, episode one of Sonic 4. And, um, oh, man, where did I start? <laughs> uh, this, to, okay, this game is definitely not Sonic 4. If, if 
as far as gameplay and how the game and in art style and stuff, I would have have to say this Sonic is more like Sonic two point five. I mean, it has a lot of things from Sonic two. Uh, art style is almost just like Sonic two, um, but not as good. I mean, not as good as Sonic three, and just the gameplay is is, is more just more like Sonic two than than anything after that. Uh, How does it play on the iPhone? I'm gonna get to that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a few, a few things that well, one thing that they've added is uh, the homing attack from the 3D games. So, um, you know, get up they in the air. Did you say? So they made they made it easier. Yeah, maybe on the console, but yeah, I, I might as well just go ahead and say it. Let's talk <laughs> about the iPhone controls. <laughs> this game suffers from the same thing that every uh, d- directional based uh, game faces on the iPhone, and and partly the reason why iPhone would never be considered a real gaming device. I mean, you have this title which should play and feel well on this game. It doesn't skip a frame. It runs well. Problem input. Um, as you would expect, uh, the the method you're introduced for controlling this game is an on-screen D-pad and on-screen button to jump. Spin dash attack, home and attack. This is horrible. <laughs> this this is horrible. Because, I mean, with Sonic, is very dependent on movement and going in the right direction and turning around and jumping and, and pressing down to do your spin dash attack. This does not translate well at all on the iPhone. I mean, I, I mean, I'm having problems like just trying to bend down and do a spin dash attack. It is it, really bad, and I know I'm not the best at probably controlling games on iPhone, but I'm not the worst either. It should be a lot easier than this. They do have a um, a uh, accelerometer a accelerometer based control scheme, but it doesn't make any sense. It's kind of horrible. <laughs> You you tilt forward to move forward, tilt back to move back, but I mean, Man. it, it 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 doesn't make any sense. I mean, I I don't want to tilt my whole gaming system forward just to move forward. That doesn't. I mean, it depends on what kind of game it is where that kind of scheme will actually work. Um, that would work for Super Super Monkey Ball, but I don't see it working for yeah Sonic. in a two D plat well, platforming game. No. Um. Yeah, I mean, I really wish I was just waiting and play played on the Xbox or something. I probably had a much better impression because it, like I said, it looks beautiful. It, the gameplay is not as good as I wish it would have been because, like I said, it's just like Sonic Two, and with a little bit of graphics, but. I would have had a much more enjoyable enjoyable experience if I had a, a directional pad or something to play it with. Interesting. Yeah, I, I'll probably play it eventually. Like if they run it on sale at some point on <laughs> Xbox Live, but or maybe even PSN, but I'm not excited. It's not, it's, unlike what most people believe, 2D Sonic games never went anywhere. But they were, they were good. Just, yeah, but and they were on just portable platforms. They were on GBA, they were on DS, they were on PSP. 
and this this game basically ignores that those games ever existed. It's like, oh, hey, remember those games you used to like? The ones we stopped making? You, you, you didn't stop making them. <laughs> you just stopped promoting them. So I, I, I'm not too excited. What I'm also not excited about is what I'm playing, or what I'm not playing. Dead Rising 2. So J- James talked, I think it was last week, about playing Dead Rising 2 on PC. Well, I got a copy of that for PC, and you're right. It doesn't work with the the, 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 the Xbox 360 rem- controller, even though the box for the game says, hey, supports the Xbox 360 <laughs> controller. Oh, man. Okay. I, and also, you know, you, you then have to look up, you know, hacks or, or little... Uh, Files that you have to import to, to to get it to work right, and and basically it's just mapping a third party uh, program that you run during the game to get your, your your Mr. Chuck Green guy to walk around and kill zombies. So what is it? Just mouse and keyboard? Yeah, mouse and keyboard. Capcom has come out and said, "Oh yeah, we screwed up." If you look in the menu options of the game, it actually has a spot for controller that's grayed out. <laughs> you can wow. you can you can. Controller hooked up. It's not. It doesn't recognize controllers. You have to use a 360 controller emulator mm-hmm. to get it to recognize. The thing is jacked up, and it's Capcom's. I, I blame Capcom. They hate the PC, and they really hate games for Windows Live because the last Capcom game that I played that was games for Windows Live was Dark Void, and half the achievements would not unlock themselves. Mm. So damn you, Capcom, and me, this guy, I do. <laughs> I mean, especially if they're going to use the game for Windows Live platform, and make it work, please. Yeah, come on. You, oh, oh, it's infuriating. <laughs> you know, I, you say it, it says it on the box. So I will not be playing Dead Rising Two until there's a patch or until I can get that damn emulator thing to work. And, and when I installed the game last night, when I found out the controller didn't work, I went looking for the patches to try to fix it. And when I installed the patch, it broke the game and the game wouldn't load. So I had to, I had to uninstall the game. Then I had to uninstall the patch and then I had to install something that 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 it broke. Then I reinstalled the game, but it wouldn't completely install even though I gave it like four hours to install. So I had to delete and uninstall it again, and then I had to reinstall wow. the game oh, 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 client. Did you, did you reboot? Yeah, like five times. Sergio <laughs> reads. I'm sorry. Sergio reads. Finally, I, I started the install when I left the house this morning. Five hours later, I came home and was like, hey, your game's ready to play. And I'm like, yeah, fuck you. And <laughs> so I – oh, yeah, oh that, I, that I game pissed me off. So. I feel you, We'll we'll see if I play that eventually. We'll see. Wow, that's that's pretty bad. So that does it for the Tech Vision podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm Sergio, your host. Um, it's been a good week. We had a lot of news. It's a very long cast. Well, visit the site, techpedition.com. Uh, it should be nice and fancy and pretty next time you visit it, hopefully. Uh, and send us mail at fans at techpedition.com. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Very, very quick. That's about it. Yeah, you can dig us now. Can't, can't you? Yeah, dig us. So, till next week. Bye.
<laughs> Until next week, watch watch which peripherals you use. Very very correct. And don't buy me. Definitely don't buy me. In this instance, GameStop is not your friend. Uh, that's disgusting. Go south. Very very quick. 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 Go south. I can't. I can't beat that. <laughs> <laughs> I just smells burnt and dusty. <laughs> <laughs>